Amen. 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 Is your all on the altar? Amen. Amen. As you yield him your body. I, listen, I just love that song. I love that song. I love the traditional songs of the church. Amen. Hymns of the church. Is your all on the altar? We're going to talk about being yielded to the Lord tonight. That's why uh, we wanted to hear that song tonight, being yielded to the spirit of God. Uh, so it's good, so good to see each of you, my father's children on tonight. Thank God that you all are in the house. Who do we have in the house with us tonight? Shelba Moore is here. God bless you, Sister Moore. Sister Langford is with us. God bless you. Clara Roberts is in the house. God bless you, Sister Roberts. Sister Stewart is with us as well. Amen. Sister Hobson is in the house. God bless you, Sister Hobson. Amen. We have Betty Palmer here. We thank God for you all joining us. Go ahead and share this with your <clears throat> with your neighbors and your friends. Let them know that you are watching uh, K Chapel, their, our Bible study, and that you are inviting uh, them to share with us on tonight. This is going to be a great, great Bible study. I believe somebody's going to be helped by this. Somebody's going to be helped by this. Share this tonight. I'm telling you, share it now. Somebody's going to be helped. Uh, somebody's going to be delivered, I believe, <laughs> from tonight's Bible study. So. Uh, go ahead and share this tonight. Uh, we want to talk about we want to talk about being yielded to the Spirit of God and what that means in so many aspects of our lives. Yeah, Pat, is your all on the altar? Amen. Nancy Roselle is with us tonight. God bless you, Shirley Sanders is in the house. Good to see you, Sister Sanders. Amen. Amen. Holy but a goody. God bless you. Loretta Epps is with us tonight. Good to see you all on tonight as well. Alyssa, uh, amen. Fran. Okay. God bless you. Good to see you, Fran. Amen. Bless you. Sister Howard is in the house. Go ahead and share it. We got 81 looking. Let's get these numbers up to at least 150, y'all. At least 150 need to hear tonight. At least 150 need to hear tonight uh, what the Lord says to us on tonight. So let's get ready. Let's get ready and hear God's word. Pray that you all are well. Pray that your day has gone well. It's the middle of the week, Wednesday. Uh, it's the middle of the week, hump day, as it's called, and God has brought us uh, thus far. Thankful that God has been good. Listen, if you were with us on this past Sunday, had a great, great worship service at 11 a.m., but then we also had at 3 p.m., had a wonderful, a packed house uh, symphony in the community. Uh, members of the Symph Mississippi Symphony Orchestra were with us. Uh, the Tougaloo Chamber Choir was with us. Uh, our own K Chapel members of our uh, of our various choirs, we call them the Chorale, I suppose, and they were with us and did a fantastic job. Amen. Let there be peace on earth. And then they sang "Glory" by John Legend. Tania Sanders was with us. Fifth Child, one of the uh, two uh, local talents. Uh, Tania is a a, a folk um, folk soul. Uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of different things going on. That just a wonderful talent, wonderful, just a a wide uh, range of of musical genres that that she can perform. And so she wrote uh, one of the songs that was performed uh, this past week. The Mississippi Symphony Orchestra uh, played um, uh, two of her songs. Uh, one that she arranged uh, that the concert choir. Uh, sang with them, and just a wonderful occasion. So I, I, I pray that uh, for those of you who are here, I, I, I think uh, uh, all that I've heard from you all is that it was great, and we're looking forward uh, to continuing symphony in the community. It's going to grow, y'all. It's going to grow. I promise you. It's going to be going to be some great things to come out of this. So uh, y'all get ready. Y'all get ready. Amen. Listen. 
Let's get into the word. Let's pray. We got our numbers up. We're getting there. We're getting there. We still need to get to 150. So go ahead. Go ahead and keep sharing. Go ahead and keep sharing. Listen, we just we just finished also our um, our fall session uh, of our Baptist State Convention. Uh, we were meeting down in Gulfport, Mississippi with uh, the uh, Morning Star Baptist Church, pastored by John Whitfield. We had a great time. We had a great time. Uh, it was our pastors, ministers, and ministers' wives conference. Um, so we kicked off something new uh, called In Our Shoes. And so pastors and ministers' wives uh, now have their own, I'm sorry, ministers' wives now have their own conference uh, called In Our Shoes. And then the pastors and ministers, of course, had our conference as well. Great time together. And so we thank you for your support. We thank you for your prayers continuing to lift me up uh, as we offer leadership to our state. I thank you, K Chapel, for being the awesome church that you are in supporting your pastor in the way that you do so that we can uh, provide leadership to the state uh, in the way that we do. Thank you, K Chapel. You are an awesome church. Amen. Amen. So listen, let's pray and we will get into the study of God's word. Father, we thank you tonight. We thank you for who you are and all that you do in our lives. We bless you, O oh God. We ask now that you be with us as we get into the into your word. We pray, O oh God, that you would open our eyes, open our understanding. Lord, that you would guide our thoughts. Indeed, God, that you would let this word become flesh. God, we pray that the truth of it would take would take root in our spirits. God, we pray that the truth of this word would produce fruit in our lives. And Lord, we pray that, that when it's said and done, that we would be not hearers only, but doers of your holy word. We ask it in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus, our Lord, our Savior, and our Christ, we do pray. Amen and amen. So listen, listen, let me also ask you, um, you all, you all uh, keep T.A. in your prayers. T.A. is not with us tonight. I'm manning this all by myself. And so for that reason, I'm saying that because y'all need to get your Bibles handy. Amen. You know, when T.A. is not with us, um, I, I can't do it. I can't do it the way he does it. Amen. I can't do it the way he does it. He has scriptures on the screen and he has all of my points there uh, for us. Uh, listen, I'm doing good to get us on tonight. Amen. <laughs> so y'all go ahead and get your Bibles handy because uh, you'll need to follow along with me in, in God's word tonight, reading God's word for yourself. So go ahead and get your Bibles handy. Y'all be in prayer for TA. Uh, pray that that he gets uh, starts to feeling better. Uh, and listen, 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 y'all, 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 uh, y'all take care of yourselves. Amen. Take care of yourselves now. Uh, let's do what we can to stay healthy. All right. Amen. Amen. So I, I we we talked Sunday. We talked Sunday about victory. We talked Sunday about victory. Um, and the this is from our sermon series, Words to Live By. Victory was our word for this past Sunday. I want to I want to use victory as our springboard into tonight's discussion and speak about it in terms of victory in a particular area of our lives, right? That area is the area of our emotional energy. In fact, that's what I want to talk about today, stewarding your emotional 
energy, stewarding your emotional energy. Um, the song that, that preceded tonight's uh, lesson, Is Your All on the Altar? Um, you can only be blessed and have peace and sweet rest as you yield him your body and soul. Yield is your, are you completely yielded to God? We want to talk about this stewardship, the stewardship that we have of our emotional selves and our emotional energy. Why? Because I'm convinced that sometimes our emotions get the best of us. And sometimes we let our emotions take us where we need not be. Stewarding your emotional energy. Um, somebody said to me, and, and I, I've, 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 I really, I really uh, internalized this and took this in years ago um, as a as a younger as a younger pastor, uh, because sometimes pastors we can we can we can because we're dealing with a lot of people. Uh, and, and, you know, we're, sometimes if, if, if we got issues going on at our churches, uh, sometimes we can, you know, devote too much energy to the wrong thing, to the wrong stuff, even to the wrong crowd. And an older preacher said to me a long time ago when I was still, uh, up in Illinois, um, he said, um, listen, Jesus said, feed my sheep. He said, um, Stop feeding the goats and start feeding the sheep. Stop feeding the goats and start feeding the sheep. And what he was saying was, sometimes you can be so concerned about people who who aren't going to, who aren't going to, listen, you can do what you want to do. You can say what you want to say. They aren't going to be on your side. Right, they aren't going to be in your group. They aren't. They they are against you. They're ne they're never going to be for you. And so, um, what he was saying was, stop wasting your energy. Stop giving yourself so much to that. You're preaching. He was saying to the goats, start feeding the sheep. Stop trying to 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 give all of your energy, all of your time, all of your emotion to to that group. And and focus on the sheep. And I, I want to say that to somebody. Some sometimes listen, listen. Are you focusing on? Are you trying to make somebody like you who ain't gonna like you? They just and you're and you're putting too much energy. You're you're putting too much of your emotions in spaces, in places, and oftentimes in people. I told you this is gonna free somebody tonight. So, so how do you then steward better your emotional energy? Because your emotional energy matters. Your emotional energy matters. Let's start with this. Uh, wind is a powerful, powerful force. Think about hurricanes. Hurricanes can come tornadoes can come and all that all a tornado is is wind but it's wind 
that is unharnessed. Hurricane is wind that is unharnessed. But if when if you can control or harness that wind, wind can be transformed into energy. So you drive through the Midwest and you see these windmill farms, all these windmills that, that are simply harnessing the wind and generating power because the wind, that force is being harnessed and used for good. Same thing with sun. Sun is a great force, but it can burn stuff up, right? Yeah, but but if it's harnessed, solar energy, you get, get all of these solar panels and you start to harness that energy, that energy can be transformed to produce, right? To, to, to power homes, to power batteries, to make good. Water is a great force. It can flood houses, or if you harness it, right? And you have you have you have the ability to 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 generate power from water that has been harnessed, and that that water is generating power. You can power anything you want. And folks, it's the same thing with our emotions. Great forces. But if they are not harnessed, you can be flooded by them, or they can be used to construct, to build, to generate. And I want to challenge you tonight to steward your emotional energy in a way that your life is made better. I'm not telling you, I'm not telling you to get to, to do away with your emotions. No, your emotions are, have been given to you. But it's up to us to, to be good stewards of what God has given us. You have emotional energy that must be harnessed, that must be directed in such a way that it generates life, that it generates happiness, that it generates healthiness, and that it generates wholeness and holiness. Here's the, here's the reality. Here's the truth of the matter. A lot of us are guilty of letting our emotions, come on and talk to me now. A lot of us are guilty of letting our emotions get the best of us. And when we let our emotions get the best of us, we end up doing things we shouldn't be doing, saying things we shouldn't be saying, going places we shouldn't be going, acting in ways that are not befitting of who we are or what we represent. When we let our emotions get the best of us, we lash out even against people who we love. When our emotions get the best of us, we end up believing things about ourselves or even about others that have no basis because we've gotten caught up in our emotions and our emotions have taken us down a road that we need not be on. Come on, I'm talking to somebody tonight. 
And you, my brothers and my sister, have been given power to have victory over your emotions. Your emotions are not to be your guide. They are to be your gauge. Somebody ought to write that. You ought to tweet that. Emotions are not to guide you. Emotions are to help gauge for you where you are, how you feel. Let me say it another way. Emotions should be indicators and not dictators. Your emotions should indicate something to you, not dictate something of you. Oh, that's good. That's good. Emotions should indicate something to you, not dictate something of you. And most of us allow our emotions to dictate our response, dictate what we do, dictate what we say. No, no, no. Emotions should indicate for us where we are. Emotions should indicate how we're feeling. Emotions should indicate what thing has triggered this feeling. Emotions are indicators. Help me, somebody. Indicating how you feel. Indicating what where a trigger exists in your life, right? An emotion, an emotion should help you indicate this thing triggers this. This person triggers this. This environment triggers this response. And all of a sudden, okay, I'm overeating. Why am I overeating? Because I feel stressed. Oh, wait a minute. I'm stressed. Now let's deal with the emotion, right? Rather than let the emotion dictate the response of overeating or let the emotion dictate the response of drinking or let the emotion dictate the response of taking a smoke of something, right? No, let the emotion indicate for you where you are, why you, what you're feeling, why you're feeling the way you're feeling, why you're feeling the way you're feeling, and what has brought on the feeling. See, here's what we do. We get caught up in the emotions and just let the emotions take us where where they want to go. We let the emotions have victory over us rather than having victory over the emotion. Is this helping anybody tonight? So 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 here's what here's what you need to do. Here's what you got to do. Emotions are not dictators, they are indicators. When you're feeling some kind of way about something, when you're feeling some kind of way about somebody, don't let the feeling dictate your response. Let the feeling indicate for you, ah, this is a trigger. This is this is the thing that causes this in my life. This is the person that creates this in my life. This is the situation. This is the setting that creates this feeling in my life. And if you don't like the feeling, change the setting, change the issue, change 
good God Almighty. Okay, Here, here's, here's what you got to understand, people. Here's what you got to understand. Emotions have been given to us. And it's not about trying to suppress it or trying to, yeah, that, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about you stewarding it. See, we we oftentimes talk about self-control, and self-control oftentimes gets um defined as or 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 becomes a synonym of suppression. And I don't believe it was supposed to suppress the emotion. I think you're supposed to steward the emotion. And those are two different things. Suppressing it is trying to quench it. And and not let it not let it exist. No, no, no. Anger has been given to you for a reason. What you do with it is the question. Let's look at Jesus. Let's look at Jesus, y'all. Jesus got mad. Oh, yes, he did. Yes, he did. Jesus got mad. And and was so angry that he drove the money changers out of the temple. Right? That's emotion. That's emotion that created an action. Now, some would argue, well, he was out of control. No, I don't think he was out of control. I think he was, he was passionate about creating order in God's house. I think he was passionate about saying, no, 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 this is my father's house. This is a house of prayer. You've made it a den of thieves. So he was clearly emotional about it. And he clearly, but he's, but, but I don't believe he was out of control. Watch this, watch this. Jesus got exasperated with his own disciples. Look at him in the garden of Gethsemane. He asked them to watch and pray with him. He comes back, checks on them, they're asleep. Could you not watch and pray with me for one hour? Could you not, could you not stay up and watch out for me? Folk are trying to kill me and get me, and all I need you to do is watch out and, and let me know if they're coming because I'm trying to pray. He got exasperated. It's an emotion. Jesus even got tempted. Talked about that Sunday. 40 days with not eating. You know he was hungry. And here comes the devil. Change these stones into bread. He's tempted. And, and, and here's what you need to know, y'all. Jesus... Hebrews, go, go ahead, go ahead, get your Bibles. I'll tell you, get your Bibles. Here's your first passage, Hebrews 4, Hebrews 4, verse 15. Hebrews 4, verse 15. Hebrews 4 and verse 15, are you there? Hebrews 4 and verse 15. says this, I'm, I'm going to read from the New International Version, the NIV. 
says, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. Yeah. I love the fact that Jesus, though he is the son of God, though he is completely divine, he is also completely human. And this scripture, this scripture says and makes clear that we have in our Savior someone who empathizes with us because he knows what it feels like. He knows what it feels like. He knows what it feels like to have emotions that that make you angry. He knows what it feels like to get stressed. He knows what it feels like to be disappointed. He knows what it feels like to, to not want something to happen. Lord, if it's if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. He knows what it feels like, y'all. Jesus was completely divine and yet completely human, and he knows what it feels like. And yet, the Bible says, even though he was tempted in every way as we are, he did not let his emotions get the best of him. Why? Because his emotions were indicators and not dictators. He did not let his emotions dictate to him what his response would be. So emotions are gauges and not guides. Emotions are to be a gauge. They're not to be a guide. Emotions show us where we are, but they should not force us to go anywhere or to do anything. Is this helping anybody? So here's what I, here's what I want us to look at. Go 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 to Second Corinthians, Second Corinthians chapter ten. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 10. While you're turning there, here's the thought. Here's the thought, 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Every part of your being, including your emotions, and this gets back to the song, is your all on the altar. You can only be blessed and have peace and sweet rest as you yield him your body and soul. Every part of your being should be in submission to your spirit. Your flesh and your emotions should be subject to your spirit. Second Corinthians chapter 10, beginning with verse number four. I'm, I'm reading again from the NIV. It says, the weapons we fight with 
are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. The weapons, listen to that, y'all. The weapons we fight with have divine power to demolish strongholds. That's the first thing you got to get. The weapons we fight with have divine power to demolish strongholds. Where there is an emotional stronghold in your life, you have victory over it. Given to you by God. Verse number five, keep reading. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. And we will be ready to punish every act of disobedience once your obedience is complete. Listen to that again, y'all. Verse five, we demolish arguments. We demolish arguments. We demolish arguments. Do you, some of you, some of you know, some of you know, some of the most, some of the fiercest arguments you have are not with others. It's with yourself. Some of the fiercest arguments you have are not arguments you have with others. They're internal arguments that you have with yourself. Thoughts that you have about yourself. Thoughts that you think that take you places that you have no business even being and you snowball down a hill because of thoughts that just keep going. This says we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. We take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. This is saying you have victory over your emotional thoughts. We have that power. You have that power to take every thought captive and not be controlled by your emotions. I know you want to get back at him. I know you want to get back at her, but you have power over your thoughts. And you need, to, you need to interrupt that thought and take it captive. I know you want to tell them. I know you want to get back. I know, I know you practiced it. You got just the perfect line. You, you, you've rehearsed how to execute it with just the right intonation, just the right body language, just the right facial expression. But you ought to take that thought captive right now. trying to free somebody tonight. Take it captive, every thought, and make it obedient to Christ. This is called stewarding your emotional energy and saying, you know what? I'm going to stop letting my emotions take me places that aren't healthy for me. I'm going to take captive of it because God has given me the victory to do that. I'm going to take captive of my thought life, my emotional energy, 
and harness this so I'm not being destructive, but constructive. Harness this energy so that I'm not tearing myself down, but I'm building myself and others up. Take this thought captive. Take this emotional energy captive and create something positive. Go to the book of Romans. Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. I want to begin at verse number 5. Verse number 5 of Romans chapter 8. And this is going to be an extended passage. I'm going to read about 10 verses here. So I, I really want you, if you don't have your Bibles, I really I really hope you get your Bibles, y'all, and, and read along with me. And if you don't have your Bibles, at least, at least write, write, write the text down so you can go back and look at it for yourself. Romans chapter 8, beginning with verse number 5. This is out of the New International Version. Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace. The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It, it does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. You, however, are not in the realm of the flesh, but are in the realm of the spirit. If indeed the spirit of God lives in you. And if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, they do not belong to Christ. But if Christ is in you, then even though your body is subject to death because of sin, the spirit gives life because of righteousness. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his spirit who lives in you. Therefore, brothers and sisters, we have an obligation, but it is not to the flesh to live according to it. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. For those who are led by the spirit of God are the children of God. The spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship, and by him we cry, Abba, Father. I read you all of that, y'all, for one, one simple reason. You, we, are the children of God. And the Spirit of Christ that same spirit that rose Jesus from the dead lives in us. The same spirit that rose Jesus from the dead lives in you. And if the spirit that rose Jesus from the dead lives in you, certainly there's enough power 
to steward your emotional energy. If the spirit is strong enough and powerful enough to raise Jesus from the dead, that same spirit is strong enough and powerful enough to harness your emotional energy and keep you in a good, healthy, and whole place. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. You have the spirit of God in you. And I need you to walk in that victory. Quit letting your emotions get the best of you and then blaming it on your emotions. No, no, the devil is a lie. You are a child of God. You have the spirit of Christ living in you. Walk in it. Live in it. Harness your emotions. Quit making up words talking about hangry. I'm hangry because I'm hungry and I'm angry. And so I'm acting like this. The devil is a lie. I mean, we, we, we just start making stuff up. to explain why we act the way we do. <laughs> Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. Mm -mm. You have victory over your emotional energy because the spirit of Christ lives inside of you. And if the spirit that rose Jesus from the dead is living in you, don't tell me your emotions are just getting the best of you. Mm. I'm 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 gonna try to I'm gonna try to end on this. I'm gonna try to end on this. Go to first Peter. Go to first Peter. Somebody's getting free tonight, y'all. First Peter, chapter two. Somebody's getting free tonight. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Declare it tonight. You will not, you will not be guided by your emotions. At most, they will be a gauge and never a guide making you do something. No, no, no. 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 I'm harnessing my emotional energy and I'm deciding how I will use it. I'm deciding how I will respond. And I can make the decision because I'm in control because the spirit of God lives inside of me. I will not, I will not let my emotions Take me where I don't want to be. Child of God, you ought to declare that tonight. I will not let my emotions take me where I don't want to be. Come on, believer. That's a word to live by. I will not let my emotions take me where I don't want to be. Come on, believer. 1 Peter chapter 2, 
1 Peter chapter 2, beginning with verse number 21. Verse number 21. For to this you have been called, because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example so that you might follow in his, in his steps. He committed no sin, neither was deceit found in his mouth. When he was reviled, he did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but continued entrusting himself to him who judges justly. He himself, he himself bore our sins in his body on the tree that we might die to sin. I'm going to stop right there. Listen. To this we have been called, Peter says. You've been called to this. <laughs> you've been called you've been called to steward your emotions you've been called to this you've been called to harness and get your emotions in check you've been called to this you've been called to live a life of holiness and healthiness and wholeness and fulfillment you've been called to this to live a life befitting of your of your of your confession You've been called to this. Yeah, you've been called to this. That's number one. You've been called to do this. And watch this. And Peter says, and Christ, because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example. You've not only been called to it, but you've been shown how to do it. He gave you an example. Jesus gave you the example of how to be angry, but to use your anger in such a way that things are set in order. He gave you an example of how, of how to feel the feelings of the flesh being hungry, right? And yet not being dictated to by the flesh, but rather letting your spirit rule over the flesh. He gave you an example of being disappointed by people who who, who are your friends, who, who, who say they love you, but you need them to come through for you on this one thing and they don't come through for you. He gave you an example of how not to give up on your friends. He gave you an example. Oh, good God. This ought to help somebody. He gave you an example. Watch this, y'all. Look, Go back to that. He was exasperated with his disciples, but he didn't give up on them. Could you not watch and pray? Exasperated with them. But he loved them till the end. And even after he rose from the dead, he came right back to them. Ate with them. Fellowshiped with them. Encouraged them. He gave us an example how to feel our emotions without our emotions taking us where we need not be. And then, and then not only did he give us an example of what to do, right? It says in verse 23, 
but he continued entrusting himself to him who judges justly. He was reviled, but he did not revile in return. He suffered, but he did not threaten. And how did he do it? He did it by continuing to entrust himself to his father. In other words, he kept trusting in God. I'm through y'all. But if you're going to harness your emotional energy, you have got to trust in God. Entrust yourself to God. This is the time, this is the time when you don't just say you believe in God. This is the time when you trust in God. When your emotions are, are, are pulling at you and, and trying to take you somewhere and, and act out of character and, 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 and do something destructive and and, and be led by your flesh rather than by your spirit. This is the time that you trust God. God, I need, I need you. I need you to be my guide and not these emotions. I need you to be my God and not these emotions. And I believe that you are and that you've given me the power to steward my emotions in such a way that you would be glorified in my, in my actions, in my words, and in my deeds. Ah, that's all I got, y'all. That's all I got. I've, I've poured out. I pray that you have received it tonight. I pray that you have received that tonight. I pray that you have received that tonight. I pray that somebody who's been dealing with emotional, or let me say it this way, someone who's been on an emotional roller coaster, up and down, emotions just going every which way. I want you to understand and believe tonight that God is giving you victory over your emotions. You can steward them. You can manage them. You can control them so that they don't control you. You can feel angry without letting anger cause you to do something destructive. Let it be a gauge, not a guide. Amen. 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 God bless you. God bless you. Let me pray for you. Um, let's see. Next week. Next week. Next week. Next week. We will not meet next week. Um, so listen, happy, happy early Thanksgiving, y'all. Happy early Thanksgiving to you. Uh, so, yeah, we won't be meeting next Wednesday. Uh, but I pray that um, uh, you will you will continue to be in prayer. Uh, and listen, this is this is a good time to use right now media. Uh, all of you, most of you, should have your accounts uh, with right now media. So uh, that would be a good time for you to just go and, and 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 look at a Bible study, get your family together. There are a whole lot of things that you can watch as a family on right now media uh, that will be encouraging to you. So. Uh, be blessed by that as you enjoy family, friends, 
and gather uh, for Thanksgiving meals. Amen. God bless you. Listen, we will see you Sunday. Let us pray. Eternal God, our Father, we bless you. We thank you. We pray, oh God, that um, that we will be good stewards of our emotional selves, our emotional energy. We pray, God, that you would allow us to be led by your spirit. Help us, Lord, to let our emotions be indicators and not dictators of our responses. Indicators and not dictators of our language. Indicators and not dictators of our actions. We thank you for giving us our emotions. Let us use them constructively and not destructively, positively and not negatively, for your glory and for our good. Blessed we ask it in Jesus' name and for his sake we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you. Love you. Be blessed.